Hello and welcome to the Sexy Love Project podcast with Caitlin Cook. This is a Tantra-inspired podcast that brings mindfulness to sexuality. It's all about helping you feel more alive in your body, bedroom and life. I'm Caitlin and today I'm chatting with Lily Morgan about relationship breakups. Breakups and endings are things most of us will go through in our lives. They can be tough, really tough. And we tend to avoid these kinds of things like the plague. And yet breakups can also be the best, most transformational things that can ever happen to us. So today we're flipping the script on breakups and talking about practical ways to navigate them in ways that feel nourishing, positive, and resilient. I'm so happy to have Lily here to take us through this today. Lily is curious about people, relationships, the world, the environment. She's traveled across the globe on motorbike, horse, foot, bus, and train. She has a background in international studies and public health and currently works for a mindfulness app. After coming to one of my workshops, actually, a few years ago, Lily has gone on a fun journey exploring sacred sexuality, dance, tantra, and what it means to authentically relate and question the conditioning around sexuality and relationships. So perfect woman to talk to about this today. And hello, Lily. Thanks for being here. Hi, Caitlin. Thanks for having me. Um, So tell us how you first became interested in unpicking the idea of breakups and a little bit about your history with that. Okay. Um, Big, strange question, because I guess people don't often think that breakups are something to get really passionate about. But I think from my own personal experience, I've done so much traveling and had all these experiences, but it's been my breakups that have been the most confronting to me and where I've actually learned the most Mm. and been so challenged um, with all my stuff that, yeah, I just got really interested in the the kind of human experience of breakups. What? Because there's an element there... Breakups are often quite painful. It's a loss generally. And even even if you're the one that's choosing to break up with someone, then you have to go through them being in a lot of pain if you're not, which can then be painful too. So I'm curious to know how you started to experience the pain of a breakup as something to be curious about as opposed to like resisting or just like feeling uncomfortable in. What was that process for you? Yeah, I guess it was that idea that when we get into these big relationships, and for me it was when I got into my first big relationship and we were together for six years. And And you were like early 20s, right? Yeah, from when I was 20 to 26. And there's this idea that, okay, great, we're going to be together forever, we're going to get married, we're going to do all those things. And then this realisation for me that Um, maybe this is the point of our relationship. Like maybe this was the lifetime that it was supposed Mm. to be. And that kind of like fear and also the bravery of like breaking somebody else's heart and my own heart in that whole process to be like, is this the end of our relationship or this phase of our relationship? And... Um, I love what I love what you say about um, is is the six years supposed to be just how much how long it's supposed to be? Yeah, like that idea that you know a relationship has failed if it if it's twenty years or less, yeah. and it should have been longer. And 
like as if you were always supposed to be striving to be making relationships last as long as possible. Like some relationships are only supposed to last two days and I've gotten into big trouble when I've tried to make them last longer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it does take a lot of courage to sort of like extricate yourself from this like fairly nice situation to be like, wait a second, this is actually not healthy for me in the long run. Yeah. And I think it probably comes back to that social construction around marriage and this idea that it's till death do us part and we have to be together forever. And if we don't, then it's a failure. And so there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of failure around breaking up. Like you didn't make it work. Like you didn't Mm. try hard enough. You didn't um, go to therapy or all these things. And it's like, well, what if that was just like it was better for us to let it go. Like that mm. was the braver thing to let it go than to actually stay together. So how did you, because I know you also um, have quite a background in mindfulness as well. Um, yeah. And mindfulness talks a lot about um, not running towards or away from particular emotions, good or bad. So if you're feeling happy, don't cling on to it and don't run away from it. If you're feeling sad, don't cling on to it and don't run away from it. It's just about, you know, compassionately holding that emotion. And I'm wondering if there's a connection there between like a mindful approach to breakups where you're not clinging towards what could have been and really resisting the pain of um, the idea of separating or whatever and taking more of a mindful kind of approach. Yeah, I guess for me that comes back to this continual challenge to try and live in flow rather than attachment. And so I was really attached to the idea of getting married and having kids and doing those things that I wasn't really dropping into the flow of, of... is this actually serving us? Like, is this the right thing to do? Um, and so that's what's been really interesting of going through this whole process now of getting back to my own centre and then the relationships that I'm in now and not coming from the space of attachment. And it's like I'm here because I want to be here, not because I need to be here or I need someone to um, marry and have babies with. So then you are able to yeah, I guess take a much more mindful approach. Yeah, it, it's a pretty huge thing to do to look at these really huge cultural stories and expectations that we have for ourselves about um, marriage, relationship duration, relationship quality, the amount of times that you're having sex, how like the conversations you're having. And I know you're a fan of Esther Perel as well. And she talks a lot about the expectations we have of a partner to be a best friend, a business advisor, a champion, a, like your mother, your father, your like all of these things, let alone like your like dirty whore and your sweet virgin sweetheart <laughs> and all of these different things. But it takes a lot of... Um, yeah, attention and um, courage to really unpick these things and navigate in new territory. Yeah. It's big. Yeah, and I think probably one of the biggest things that I have that I love the idea of is being able to transition your relationship. And so when you break up, it doesn't, that's not the end of your relationship. Like yeah. Obviously, there's, it's different for everybody. And a lot of the time you'll need time and space apart from each other. For things to heal. For things to heal and everybody goes through their own healing process. But then like my parents were a really amazing example for me of they were together for a certain period of time and they had my brother and I and then it just wasn't working anymore for them and so they separated. And obviously there was a lot of 
um, messiness around the separation. But now they're best friends and they did such an incredible job of co-parenting us mm. that that worked better for for them individually and for my brother and I as their children to for our parents to be living their own truths. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a big thing. I guess there's also this like sub question that's going on about um knowing when when to break up yeah. as well and yeah. sometimes I think breakups can be um when when you see breakups as an opportunity for you to be more yourself rather than trying to fit into something that's no longer working. Yeah. Or like spending all of your time talking about your relationship instead of actually just living your life and learning that language and spending time with your friends and feeling at ease, knowing that, you know, there is another side to you being yourself and breakups can offer that door to that. Yeah. And yeah, I remember with with one of my last like long-term boyfriends when we were breaking up, we were talking about that a lot as well is not feeling the sense of fear of loss or feeling that sure if that's there but also keeping in mind this idea that like we were best friends while we were together and I definitely wanted to have him as my best friend after we were together so like could we could we manage that and how could we manage that and that made me feel a lot more reassured um, and I, I think it takes it takes a few qualities in a person to manage that. Like you have to be pretty self-aware, um, kind, so that you're not like, you know, throwing daggers at this person, trying to make them feel bad or whatever. Like you're also working towards healing. Um, someone who's patient. Um, yeah, I think there's a few other aspects. Yeah, but that is, it's such a nice idea that you can continue to be friends afterwards. Yeah, that it doesn't have to end. Exactly. I mean, and like... I think there's lots of things that we feel grief about when they end, like say, for example, death. And increasingly, I mean, you know, there's people who believe in life after death and this kind of thing, but um, I, I kind of think of it more as in terms of um, like the energy in terms of physics. It's like you can't create or destroy energy. Energy exists and only ever is, only ever is transformed. So when a relationship ends in one way, the energy of whatever that was, the friendship, the interest, the conversation, whatever it was, the learnings that you had, like those still exist. They're just transforming into something else and another kind of expression. So yep. yeah, it's like, like whether or not you like it, you cannot destroy that relationship actually. Like the energy of that will live on however and as it does in people as well when people pass on like they always exist whether it's through ideas or through philosophies or habits or whatever that people pick up around them like yeah yeah. and relationships will be our greatest teachers sometimes especially when they're hard and when we go through challenges yeah it's yeah it's big what do you think some of your biggest learnings have been or your favorite breakups <laughs> oh, what God, what I have definitely you don't have any favorite breakups yeah but um I really appreciate um like a lot of my past boyfriends are still some of my best friends because Thanks. we've shared so much intimacy together and obviously there's so much hurt and pain that goes that happens through a breakup, but then still being able to have compassion and try to continually come from this place of love for each other rather than 
this fear and anger because you're hurt, like you're both hurt. And sometimes you can react with anger and you can both carry these wounds onto your next relationships. But if you can tap into this, like your heart space and this space of vulnerability and like really work together, and that's not always possible, but if you can both really work together, it's so healing for your future relationships that, yeah, I'm really grateful that I've had that experience with my breakups. Mm. But I know that that's definitely not always the case. Because sometimes breakups can be pretty messy as well. It's like yeah. hopefully hopefully we can have like, you know, a conscious uncoupling, which is, you know, where you're both very um, level-headed, level-headed and mild-mannered in your approach to it and like really, um, you know, feeling the feelings, having the talks, whatever, but it's like a very... Um, like nearly, it nearly sounds legal sometimes when I try and imagine it in my head. But sometimes it can be a lot more scary, messy, um, awkward than that. And also all the fears that might go on inside you, like, oh, I'll never find someone this good again. I'm not good enough. Um, I did something wrong. I'm bad or whatever. And I wonder what, um, what perspectives you take for that, like when things are messy or your internal world is messy, even if things are... Yeah. Sort of all right with you and your splitting up partner. But yeah. I think that's where I actually saw a psychologist after my first major breakup, and that helped me just take a lot of self responsibility and, yeah, gain a lot of self awareness from what was going on rather than feel just the, the trauma and the grief and just, oh my God, I don't even know who I am separate from this relationship mm. to really actually talk to somebody about that and to talk to a professional about that and work through it was really, really powerful for me. Um, yeah. I've heard you talk about that before as well, actually. It's like one of the gifts of a breakup is experiencing yourself yeah, and experiencing yourself outside of who you are as a partner or someone who is always managing someone else in yeah. your life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also, so I have a twin brother and so I feel like I have always grown up and had this companion and so I had my brother and then I went travelling for a year with my best friend and then I was in, I've been in multiple relationships and so for me the biggest kind of learning and transformation that I went through was actually learning how to be by myself. Yeah. Um, which is such a healthier place for me to be coming from in a relationship now because I really enjoy um, being by myself in that time alone but I also really love mm. being in a relationship but it's um, I could live without a relationship even though now? it sounds yeah even though it sounds unromantic I feel like that's really romantic yeah it's, um, it's that whole idea of not coming from a place of attachment, I guess, and neediness. Yeah, it's like coming from a place of desire and want, but not like, I have this hole, can you please fill it for me, please? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and, I th and I'm also reminded of the tantric concept of, you know, the self and the other and the relationship with the self and the relationship with the other um, and really nourishing yourself as your own lover. And I think... When I first started exploring Tantra, I did have a partner, had a couple actually, um, and then and then I was single for a time and I was really grateful for that single time actually because it was just um, a lot of time that I got to experience myself without trying to 
yeah, like look after someone else's desire or perception of me or anything. It was just like, it was freedom basically. Yeah. And, um, yeah, really got to, and also wasn't depending on someone else to make me feel a particular way. Not depending on someone else to make me feel loved, attractive, good enough. Um, yeah, any of those like very standard human things that we crave. Um, but, and I had until then always been able to get it from someone else. And that time when I was single and first in my tantric adventure, that was when I was first really being like, ah, oh, okay, this is what it means to actually like hold space for myself, not just to like run to someone immediately. And not that that's a bad thing, but um, yeah, like feeling really grounded and like developing a lover relationship with myself, yeah, which is wild. And I don't know if I would have experienced that necessarily as easily or as quickly if I had another partner. So I'm kind of grateful. Yeah. I think I've mentioned this to you before, but three of the big things that I really practiced after um, going through my big breakup, because a lot of my pleasure was so linked to other people, I worked on the, my three M's were money, um, meditation and masturbation. Amazing. And so the thing around money was like I could just go out and buy myself a coffee mm-hmm. or just those small things that were just for me. It wasn't linked to like, oh, no, I'll only have coffee if I'm with somebody else or mm-hmm. only go out for a meal if it's with somebody else. It's like I can take myself out for a nice meal. Yeah. Um, and then meditation to just learn to actually just sit with myself and then masturbation to learn to really enjoy giving myself pleasure separate from somebody else being there. Yeah. I um, actually was just talking about this with my therapist recently about unconditional love. And I was talking about um, the different people in my life who I feel like I've received it from or not. And then he was like, so, and have you given yourself that? And I was like, oh, (laughs) good question. Because I feel like like when I first heard about the idea of like treating yourself as your own lover and being giving yourself that generosity and sweetness and love and attention and pleasure and the things that you would usually give to your lovers, but giving it to yourself, every week there's another element of that where it kind of deepens where I'm like, oh yeah, like that kind of very, very sweet and sort of like unconditional love where I'm not going to judge you and I'm not going to say you, you're not good enough to like win my approval today which like human brains can be so bloody judgmental yeah. to ourselves. Yeah. Um, and then, I, yeah, it just kind of caught me. I was like, oh, my God, yeah, that's an element where I could definitely be investing more into that nourishment with myself. And I think probably particularly if you're going through a breakup, you need that more than ever to be really nourishing yourself with that. And then afterwards, thereafter and for the rest of your life for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, also sometimes the hardest thing to do through a breakup, mm. depending, yeah, depending on how it's gone, but just yeah, practicing true. self-compassion. Yeah. 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 And even, and even self-compassion with like, I mean, you know, a, a very tantric thing as well is experiencing all of your life as an avenue to connect more deeply with yourself and to connect more deeply with, with you know, having that sense of oneness with the divine or however you conceptualize that um but seeing like experiencing your icky emotions your uncomfortable emotions as information like oh my god I'm feeling so lonely right now or like I'm feeling so unworthy or I'm feeling so um like lost at sea and then to like ride like to jump on that boat 
and then to ride that emotion and see like consciously and see where it can take you to this place of mm. healing and more space. Yeah. But so I, I find, I mean, I feel this way certainly about um, my mental health issues. Um, while like it was, it has been like so uncomfortable to go through and I wouldn't, you know, ask for it to happen to anyone and it does. Um, these really uncomfortable experiences are opportunities that I have discovered who I am completely and have built this like resilience and awareness that I just, I just don't know if I would have gotten to had I not had depression and anxiety and these other things. And I think breakups or any kind of loss, whether it's um, the loss of um, a friend, um, a lover, um, um, I don't know, like a health issue, whatever, ever, whatever it is that kind of makes you go, oh, my life won't be the way it was. The future that I had imagined won't be the way it is. These moments, and there's like a pain with that. Um, I think there's incredible opportunity of like surrendering to that and then, and trusting and learning how to trust and yeah, strengthening and deepening into whatever kind of like gift there is and that's so fucking annoying when you're like no I am really sick right now I don't want your fucking spiritual gift I just want to be better and like I'm so sad right now I don't want your fucking spiritual gift I just want to be happy again um but there's something in that yeah and definitely breakups are a space for that like I think most people will experience a breakup and it's this form of grief for this person that's still alive and this loss of this person. It's, yeah, you lose your companion, your snuggle buddy, your lover, your person to pick you up from the airport. That, yeah, it's an interesting process. Just when you were talking before, I was thinking about the power of exploring those feelings of loss and sadness and um, exploring it with curiosity rather than sometimes yeah. resisting it or distracting ourselves and... I think a lot of the pain comes from resisting it and just not allowing those feelings to be there. Mm. And so, yeah, I think that's probably one of the really beautiful things that I've learned about it is to really honour your pain mm. and just let it flow through you just in whatever way it wants to come out, whether it's yelling and screaming or dancing or going for a big long walk or sitting quietly by yourself and crying or whatever you need, but really honouring your pain rather than resisting it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I really feel that too. And for me, trusting that you'll get to the other side because I think sometimes these things can feel so big and total and absolutely heartbreaking that you're like, I will never be the same again and I will never recover from this. And you won't be the same again, but more like... but you will recover from it and you'll just be more yourself, more aware, more resilient, more colourful really on the other side. might take a bit of time but, yeah, just trusting that. Yeah, and I think the most important relationship that we'll ever have is the one that we have with ourselves. And so all of these things are allowing us to connect more deeply with ourselves and in that have more compassion for others. Yeah, I feel that's huge, actually. It's not until I've experienced some things I'm like, ah, oh, that's what people mean when they say that they get really upset when their dog dies or whatever. And it's just like, I just never really knew how sad that was until it happens, you know? 
Yeah. And then, yeah, it, it makes you a better friend, I guess, or a better, yeah, fellow human. Yeah, and I think about the future and this idea that where people are going to continue to break up and get divorced and there's often kids involved and just if we can learn how to do it better, I guess, from I know that yeah. my generation, we saw a lot of our parents have pretty messy divorces and it was really traumatic for a lot of the kids. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just thinking now with our generation, it's obviously people can say people should just learn how to get along better and stay together, but I don't necessarily think that's the right answer either. I think it's um, learning when to put in more time and effort to your relationship and then also learning when to let it go, mm. but then doing it well and how you can really... Um, I don't know, try and both be at peace with that. And so mm. if your kids are involved, there's still a lot of love and your divorce or your breakup doesn't have to be the end of your family. It can just be the reorganisation yeah. of your family. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, yeah, again, it's like these kind of cultural stories that we have about breakups and that it has to be the end. And like particularly like Hollywood breakups, that it's these really dramatic, very tearful, like massive like, yeah, families separating and friendship groups splitting in half and whatever and, like, having to choose sides. And, yeah, just knowing that you get to design your relationship and you get to design your breakup too yeah. and design the friendships or the transformations, however that might look afterwards. And it might be also your – it might transform, transform into, okay – I'm glad that you exist. Um, Let's never probably, see you. <laughs> I probably don't want to see you again. <laughs> but good luck with life. Ciao. Yeah. Um, and that's also totally legit. It's just whatever is really going to nourish both of you to move on yeah. and to live. Make your own rules. I wonder what other... So we've had um, honouring your pain and all sorts of other um, approaches to making breakups... Um, positive things as opposed to super traumatic, awful things. Um, what other kinds of things have you discovered in your experience and in your research to um, support breakups? So, yeah, that whole idea of honouring your pain and not resisting it and then honouring your relationship as well. So even if it was messy and difficult, sometimes it does act as a really good mirror for what's going on for us or things that are inside us. Mm. And so even Explain that. Um, so if somebody's making you feel really insecure, really jealous, or I don't know, some, the things that are coming up for you in that, um, is a chance for you to kind of explore that. Yeah. Like there's something being triggered in you Yeah. by whatever external things happening with your partner. So like, what is that, that information that you can kind of de dig deeper on to then have some release about it? Yeah. Yeah. Or you could be with somebody who... Um, really wants to marry you and have kids and you're like, oh, God, I don't know. Or then you can be with somebody else who has a completely different point of view and it just every relationship that you have will bring up different things for you and you'll learn so much from different people and um, looking at your, yeah, what you're grateful for and what you learned from your relationship. Um, and then I suppose... 
just going through the breakup, just taking your time, like not being in a rush to, it's like Mm. grief, you know, not rushing, getting over somebody or feeling like, oh my God, my friends are so sick of hearing about this. Mm. Just being okay with taking your time and just, yeah, do what feels good for you. And then, yeah, the last thing is that really focusing on recentering yourself. Yeah. Because sometimes we'll just distract ourselves and get into another relationship or um, do something else and not actually get back to our own centre. Yeah. So what are some ways that you've recentered yourself after a breakup or through a breakup? Um, good question. I love to distract myself. So <laughs> I just continually get into other relationships and so I've really made a conscious effort to try and be single for a while yep. and that's been incredible yeah just doing that focusing on my friendships and getting a lot of int- intimacy from my friendships and um, meditating and finding out what it is that I really like to do separate mm. from other people yeah and doing more of those things yeah um, so, Caitlin, what about you? What's been some of your experiences with how you've gotten through breakups? Um, well, I think I haven't had that many breakups in the last while when I've, like, really been deepening my tantric stuff. And I think, so. not that I want to have a breakup now, but I think I would be way better set up to have a breakup now than ever before. Um, and so maybe... What I can, how I can answer is what I would do if I were to go through that now, or perhaps if a friend was going through it. Um, one is definitely um, connecting with friends for sure, and not going through it alone. I think sometimes I can want to be independent and not put other people through my pain um, or whatever issues I'm going through. And I, so I think, yeah, leaning on other people for sure to a degree. Um, and I have done that for, for certain in the past as well. Um, but I think, yeah, going and um, doing things that nourish me and give myself the time to heal, whether it's like, I don't know, things like yoga or riding my bike or like moving my body and being able to move that energy that would otherwise be really stuck in me or like I don't know, just percolating in an uncomfortable way and um, being able to yeah, move, dance. Um, you talked about um, dancing or screaming. That is also something that I may do occasionally into a pillow, which may sound strange, but honestly, like as humans, as contemporary humans, we are so, um, what's the word? Like well-behaved in a way, or like just so, I don't know, proper. And we don't, we don't really let ourselves engage in our primal activities like we used to. Yeah. And so when you're feeling this like really fucking intense sadness or grief or rage because like this person has done this thing and you're just so upset about it, instead of just like sitting there quietly and just like trying to will the emotion through you, actually just letting yourself like move. Like, and yes, it might be yoga or riding your bike or like dancing to some really fucking intense like techno or something or like getting onto your pillow and um, getting onto your bed and just like really like just thrashing it out with this pillow or like letting letting this sound come out, whatever whatever sound wants to come out. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the 
principles of tantra around breath, sound, and movement. Just Absolutely, in, incorporating that into your yeah feelings of what you're going through in your breakup. Yeah, I feel like tantra is a very animal practice in some ways. Well, it includes the animal, the emotion, and the mind and the spirit. So it's it's all of them together. But many like I mean, I'm from a Christian background, and the body is fallen. You know, it's not considered something that you should be diving into more deeply you should be moving more into like the spirit and the heavens but tantra is very much about like no you're an animal do not forget that you're an animal and that there are gifts in your animalness actually yes there are gifts in your spirit and your mind and your heart and all this kind of stuff but like yeah and your emotion and that like that really intense those intense feelings like the the things that you feel in your body and so using your body as a way to process that is giving it a voice Giving it a voice, absolutely. Yeah, giving it that, that, that materiality. So, um, yeah, I think that would be massive for my for processing that now and encouraging friends and stuff if they're going through that sort of stuff to do that too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I said something before when we were talking off, off air. What did I say? So it was you were kind of – it was around the things that make you feel alive. Yeah, um, or that you would really want in a relationship or just oh, that's in right. life? Yeah, yeah. So the other thing that um, – oh, that's right. Um, so other friends who have broken up fairly recently, um, I've been really impressed with their process. Um, they they did a, a ritual, like a goodbye ritual and a sort of closing ritual um, and it was beautiful. They looked back at um, what really worked and what they really loved about their relationship, what they would miss. They looked back and talked about um, what didn't work and what really hurt and what they're glad to be letting go of. And um, I think that's just like an incredible thing to do, whether you do it with your partner or without them. But then also for me, looking forward to what kind of life I would want you know, like, how do I want to feel when I wake up? How do I want to feel when I'm chatting to my friends? How do I want to be in my body? What sorts of ways do I want to spend my time beyond this relationship? And potentially how, like, what things do I want to bring forward into future relationships if and when they would happen? And what are the things that I want to be really, really certain about not including in this relationship, not like things that I don't want to repeat again? Yeah, Yeah. I think that's a really powerful way to look at it as the relationship rather than this person because sometimes we can get really blamey of the other person and yeah. you're, like, you're not like this and you're not like that and I want you to be more like this and I want you to touch me more I want you to listen to me or and sometimes it's this focus on the individual but it, instead of saying the relationship isn't feeling that authentic to me right now or it's not I'm not feeling that seen in this relationship and so it gives you this space where you can both step back from it and look at it from a distance rather than feel personally attacked. Yeah, I really like that actually. Yeah, and then I guess it also, um, thinking of them more as themes that might be happening as well, it's not necessarily this one person that was doing that and then once they're out of the picture you don't ever have to worry about that again but rather thinking, okay, there was something that was like really triggering me about that there let's explore that so that in my next relationship you're not again like 
falling into these same things that you thought was just Joe, but no, it turns out it's kind of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've gone through breakups with with the same, so being in the same relationship with the same person, but we've broke up with our current relationship because it was, wasn't serving us anymore. Yeah. So we're like, let's break up with our current relationship and let's transition it into a new stage, still yeah. together, still sexually, but um, not with those things. I think um, actually this is one other thing that I wanted to mention as well is in some of my relationships that did eventually end um, or transform into whatever, I, um, yeah, you know, when we were having these issues, um, say partway through and we thought, okay, well, let's just break up. Um, The moment that we broke up, it was just like there was so much air around us and it was kind of like we were this little like dormant fire and now suddenly there was so much air around us that that then it just like the fire Mm. was just like wild after that and I think it's because like having that space outside like not expecting this person to be your boyfriend or girlfriend or partner of any sort anymore um transitioning them into a friend you suddenly give them space to be who they are there's no expectations anymore and then you see them as like oh my god you were such a fucking sweetheart and like I love how you do that thing rather than being like oh I hate how you never call me when you say you will or whatever (laughs) it's like suddenly they just become friends and there's so much joy and love to be found there so sometimes I think actually breaking up can be really good for relationships because it kind of gives you perspective on who both of you are yeah and then you can choose if you want to stay broken up or yeah. Or just how you want your relationship to look. Yeah, being able to, and yeah, having that space to then transition it into how, however you want it to look exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've got that with one of my ex-boyfriends. We broke up and then <coughs> we had some time to both heal and then we're really good friends again. And now we both, because there's still so much love there, we still will have sex or we'll still be there for each other through other breakups and we'll talk about dating and but it's just, it works so well for us mm-hmm. versus when we were together and we would fight all the time and there's all these expectations yeah. and we were just stuck there. And so now we've gone through a few transitions and this really works for us mm. for now. We would love to hear from you as well. So this is just the beginning of the conversation. So listeners, um, we want to hear your stories too. So please comment on the podcast um, share with us your breakup stories if you're going through one now and you need any help from the the community from us if you ask any questions feel free um, if you have other tips on ways that you've managed breakups in ways that feel really healthy we also really want to hear that um, you can find me at on Facebook um, just Caitlin Cook on Instagram Caitlin Cook or at the Caitlin Cook is my um handle and of course um caitlincook.com uh, is the website and you can sign up to the newsletter where I send out um blog pieces and articles and videos and other resources about tantra relationships sex intimacy all that kind of all stuff the fun stuff all the fun stuff <laughs> um so please join us over there and Lily thank you so much this has been awesome Pleasure. really 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 good If you'd like to follow Lily, you can get her on Instagram. She's got an awesome Instagram account. What's your... So it's at Lily Meat World. Lily Meat World. Yeah. Like M-E-E-T. Yeah. It's a Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. Play. Like Lit World. Yeah. Great. (laughs) Um, 
So I highly recommend that. And um, yeah, we look forward to uh, tuning in with you guys next time. Thanks again, Lily. Pleasure. Thanks for having me, Caitlin. All right. See you. Bye.